And now, here they are, the Beatles! Hi, I'm Justin Shears, and welcome to Only a Northern Song. In this series, I'll be exploring the words and the music of the Beatles, but not through the usual tracks that we all know so well. I'll be delving into my extensive collection of outtakes, home recordings and demos, alternate mixes and interviews, to shed some new light on lesser-known aspects of the Beatles' recorded legacy. And uh, on my left is a boy sounding like what? Uh, Ringo, that's me, you know me. That should be the drums. Yeah, that's as well. Hmm. Well, all right. (laughs) And after that we've got... George Harrison. Playing... Guitar. Solo guitar. Yes. <laughs> Next in line is Jing 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 Gunnel Hall. John Lennon Rhythmus. <laughs> and on my right side is Boom 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 Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yes. All from Liverpool, known as. The Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you've had some hits in Sweden, and uh, have you ever thought about coming to Sweden? Well, we'd like to, you know, but we're so busy at the moment that I don't think we'll get there till sometime next year if we go at all. Actually, yeah. we want to come, you know, because we've heard about the girls in Sweden. Oh, gorgeous <laughs> yeah. blondes. Yeah. yeah. You know. That's Paul, and he's supposed to be the sweet boy in this family, no? Uh, shut up. <laughs> His dad was a Mars bar. <laughs> <laughs> and George? Yes. You would like to come I'd to Sweden? I'd like to go to Sweden, mm. yes. But his side, by the way, is Michael Cox. It's an old friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Michael, Michael Cox. He's from Liverpool too. Fine, fine. And he has told you a lot about Sweden and so on. Yes. Oh, oh, you're still interested? Yeah. 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 More yeah. than ever. Little child, little child. Little child, won't you dance with me? I'm so sad and lonely. Baby, take a chance with me. Little child, little child, little child, won't you dance with me? I'm so sad and lonely. Baby, take a chance with me. If you want someone to make you feel so fine, then we'll have some fun when you're mine. Having completed recording for their second studio album on the 23rd of October 1963, the Beatles packed their gear for Sweden, their first ever tour outside of the UK. Manager Brian Epstein had secured a total of nine live shows in five cities, earning the band the princely sum of £140 a night. The band flew into Stockholm on the 24th of October, their first duty being to record a radio appearance in front of a live studio audience. The title of the show translated as The Beatles Pop Group from Liverpool Visiting Stockholm. A lengthy name, but an accurate one all the same. As you'll hear, the Beatles put everything into this performance, not only through the sheer excitement of playing abroad for the very first time, but also the challenge to win over a national Swedish broadcast audience. Mycket välkomna till Karlaplan-studion, där vi ikväll har 
verkligt fina gäster. Vi ska börja på en gång. Och jag säger bara det att vi här har besök av John, George, Paul och Ringo. The Beatles! Beethoven by Chuck Berry. Uh oh. And we'd like to carry on with a number by an American group called The Miracles. It's called You've Really Got a Hold on Me.
Sing a song from our new LP, new released LP. new LP, <laughs> released in November. The song's called Money. Highlights from the Beatles' first ever performance outside of Britain, falling back on perennial stage favourites and tracks from their soon-to-be-released second album. The enthusiasm of the crowd matched that of the band, producing an electrifying first live set.
The first of the nine concerts took place in a new secondary school hall in Karlstad, which attracted the usual screaming teenage audience. Despite this, local pop reviewer, known only as Johnny, dismissed the performance, describing the Beatles' music as terrible, corny and out of rhythm. He added that the Beatles should have been grateful that the screaming helped to drown out their awful performance and that local support act The Phantoms were far superior. He punctuated his report with the bold statement that the Beatles were of no musical importance whatsoever. Time would tell. The rest of the shows were a success. Even though local demand in Stockholm was such that the Beatles were placed second on the bill to New York's Joey D and the Starlighters, direct from the Peppermint Lounge. The Beatles' last duty before flying home to England was to tape a live appearance on television pop show Drop In. Originally intending to play just two numbers, the band were coaxed into a couple more, much to the delight of the audience, the studio band, the presenters and the Beatles themselves.
Well, Paul, it's been great having you and all the other Beatles here in Sweden. Can Thank I ask you now, what are you going to do in England straight after returning now? When we get back, um, we go right back to England and we've got, I think we've got an afternoon off when we, when we get back there. The first and day? Then, yeah, then the day after that, on the Friday, we start the first night of our big tour in England. It's a five-week tour. Five weeks? Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. And then uh, on Monday, we do the command performance for the Queen. The Queen? The Queen Mother? Mother. Yeah, well, it's the Queen Mother, yeah. yeah. Princess Margaret. It's a big thing, you know. We do that on Monday, and then we carry on with the tour, going yeah. all over England. Well, Ringo, are you coming back to Sweden any time? We hope so, you know, we've had a marvellous time. And you think so, really? Yeah, the Finnish people are very nice. But, Paul, it's been rather hard sometimes, no? Hard? Yeah, all the travelling. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, you know. It all, it all makes up for it with the Swedish girls. Beautiful girls! <laughs> oh, nice. lovely. All right, then. All right. Paul, Ringo. Hey, class, and hey, people of Sweden. And hey, baby. <laughs> hey! Axi Belaget. Hey! Axi Belaget. Yeah, Axi Belaget um, and uh, Taxa Mikit. Bra Flicker. Bra Flicker. <laughs> That's now about learned, all we've learned. We've learned yeah. all Swedish. Yeah. We speak perfect Swedish now. Yes. Bra Flicker. Yeah. Hey! A bit mixed up with German, no? Yeah, Taxa Mikit, Danke schön. Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. Hello. <laughs> All right, then. Thanks for coming. Hey, Thank Klaus. You. Hey, Sweden. Again. Hey, <laughs> Klaus. Hey, Sweden. The Beatles boarded their plane, arriving at London Airport on the evening of the 31st of October 1963. Coincidentally, in what might be described as the Hand of Destiny, also at London Airport at this time, were the highly influential US television variety show host Ed Sullivan and his wife in London for a talent spotting tour. This is what unfolded. confusion here at London Airport. Hundreds and hundreds of young Beatles fans shouting, yelling, waving umbrellas and hats, shouting for their heroes, the four young men in dark clothes who just disembarked from the huge white and blue twin jet airliner which has flown them from Stockholm. There's a crowd of photographers at the back of the plane. They, all the passengers came out first. This caused mounting excitement. The flashbulbs are going, 40 or 50 photographers, a lot of airline officials. And now there's quite a crash at the bottom of the steps at the rear of the plane. Scores of people down there with the flashbulbs going as the Beatles try to force their way through. Massive security precautions here bring them to the main building. The fans are virtually going wild here on the balcony. They're shouting and yelling, and they're having a wonderful time despite the pouring rain. Now the Beatles are making their way towards the main terminal. They're waving and smiling at the crowds. They're wearing shorty black overcoats. The Beatle haircuts stand out for all to see amidst the milling throng down there. And now comes the rush. Hundreds of fans rushing over the roof of the Queen's building here. The scenes that played out right in front of Sullivan as the Beatles landed and were swamped by hundreds of adoring fans in what was their first ever homecoming immediately caught his eye. Sullivan wasted no time in getting in touch with Beatle manager Brian Epstein and arranged a meeting in New York City for the following week. In the meantime... The Beatles had another important television performance to make. Well, it's almost unknown in January, and now going into the Royal Command performance in November. This is quite a rise, even for your business, isn't it, Paul? Yes, but it's been very quick, and we have been very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much sure, of this yeah. is due, do you think, to pure musical talent? Uh, 
don't know. No idea. You just can't tell, you know. Maybe a lot of it, maybe none of it. How much would you say? I agree with Paul, you know. It's very, you know. <laughs> How much of this is, is uh, getting popularity by acting the fool a bit and playing around? Well, I mean, that's just natural. We don't do it, you know, we do it anyway, whether we're on stage or your funny not. haircuts aren't natural to me. Well, we don't think they're funny, you see, copper. <laughs> Paul, coming quickly back to you again. Mr. Edward Heath, the Lord Privy Seal, has said yeah. that uh, the other night he found it difficult to distinguish what you were saying as Queen's English. Now, oh, yes. are you going to try and lose some of your Liverpool dialect for the Royal Show? No, you're you kidding. Vote for him. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't bother doing that. You know, we don't all speak like them BBC posh fellas, you know. No, no, we don't. Uh, no, we don't. We don't. Oh, no, no. Right up north. Uh, well, with that, I better wish you uh, good luck in the show. What uh, song will you be? Singing most there, do you think? Well, I don't know, but I should imagine we'd do She Loves You. <laughs> oh, jolly good. Oh, jolly good. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening. How are you? All right? Oh, good. We'd like to carry on with a new song, uh, She Loves You. One, two. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next song we like to sing now is one which is a bit slower. This is from the show The Music Man, and it's also been recorded by our favorite American group, Sophie Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
to ask your help. Would the people in the cheaper seats clap your hands? <laughs> and the rest of you, if you just rattle your jewellery. <laughs> Thank you. We'd like to sing a song called Twist and Shout.
Beatles live at the Royal Variety Performance, Prince of Wales Theatre, London, on the 4th of November 1963. In attendance were the Queen Mother and Princess Margaret, who was probably closer to the Beatles' target demographic. Thank you, the Beatles. Aren't they fabulous? So successful, so young, frightening. Well, that's it for this episode. With two number one albums, four number one singles, several British tours and one overseas under their belts, as well as numerous television and radio appearances behind them, the Beatles had already achieved a remarkable place in show business by the end of 1963. Next time, we'll step into the new year of 1964, a year which would promise and deliver a whole new level of stardom for the Beatles. Until next time... Cause it's all